morning, good afternoon, good night, my dears. Welcome to one more Worldwide Podcast. So I want you guys, I wish you guys fasten your seatbelts for this episode because it's going to be about an exotic country. And it's a kind of Iceland right there. We'll be talking about Curacao. And before introducing our guest of the night or the day, it depends when you're listening to it. I just want to ask you how hyped you are for this episode, bro. Yo, guys, how's it going? I'm insanely hyped because it's going to be our first country in the Caribbeans. And I just love that location. One of my favorite Assassin's Creed games is Black Flag. I love pirates. I love parts of the Caribbean. I love everything Caribbean. I love their music, everything. So, yeah, let's just jump right into it. And uh, introducing our guest, Isaiah, we met in Amsterdam in the most, let's say, peculiar way possible. Basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Isaiah were working an event. It was my first time in the event uh, in that company that we were in. Uh, and we met there because there were basically only Dutch people. And there were two guys that weren't fully Dutch. And it was Isaiah and another friend of mine. And yeah, we just met. And then he told me he was from Curacao. And I was like, okay, come to our podcast. We need to get you here because <laughs> what Curacao? So yeah, Isaiah, yeah. how's it going? How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Life's crazy in, in Holland. It's getting cold. I'm not used to it. I'm always getting sick. So, you know. <laughs> I can't imagine, bro. Coming from yeah. South America and going to the Europe, bro, I was always feeling sick. Always feeling sick. Like when winter was approaching, uh, my temperature was getting higher and, well, fuck, oh, horrible, horrible. For I literally Americans. get good and then get sick <laughs> yeah. again and then get sick again, get sick again. I just need amazing. to get used to it. Yeah. Amazing. And we got an Olympic athlete here in the podcast, guys. Yes, sir. So, uh, we got this. Oh, amazing, bro. Thanks one more time for accepting the invitation. And yeah, Curacao, bro. Wow. Uh, it was, uh, first of all, like, I just want to say that the first thing I knew about Curacao, like when you told me, like, well, you, you're having a guest from Curacao. I was thinking like Curacao, is it is it this island from from the Netherlands and kind of stuff? I was like, yeah, it, it is, but I didn't know that it was actually kind of close to Brazil. It's like uh, upper there in Venezuela. Yeah, 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 closer yeah. to Venezuela, and you guys are actually in South America, not in the Central America. So I was yeah, like, whoa, yeah. well, amazing. I was like, I, I didn't know that it was too close like this, and and today I was checking like. Uh, uh, I, I was wondering how much is the tickets, like flight tickets, to go to Curacao, and from uh, from, from Holland? No, from here, from 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 Brazil. Oh, oh, from Brazil. From Brazil, and and it was like, fuck, bro, it might 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 be very expensive. So, and I checked it. There was like a kind of promotion for 150 euros round trip in 2023, what? and it was like, fuck, I, I need to buy those tickets now, but I didn't know what I, what I would be doing in 2023, so it was like, <laughs> yeah, come on. It's a long time. I, 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 you said, yeah, you said 150? Ago. Yeah. Oh, Wrong shit. trip. Wrong, Wrong trip. trip. I was like, oh, fuck. that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy, dude. So, bro, how's it going? How, how is it like, uh, you're a BMX uh, driver, like the bike driver, right? And... Yeah, so um, you, have, you have a BMX uh, street, where you do tricks uh, on the streets and you have like BMX freestyle, which is like they build a track and you 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 do your skills. I have a friend, which is uh, um, a Dutch champion uh, who won uh, this year in uh, July. He won with the freestyling. Oh, yeah. So right now he's kind of teaching me on the freestyle bike just mm -hmm. for fun. 
yeah just so i will be able to do that whenever i want to do it um it's something i always wanted to learn but we didn't have that in curacao like it wasn't you weren't able to train that so he's teaching me right now and he's really awesome he's 25 years old but he's already at the champion and it's it's really crazy i'm getting to know a lot of people here i i'm going out with uh nikki mon which is uh the olympic uh um yeah he won the olympic and he's the world champion uh so it's really cool to have those friends and it's a kind of new sport for olympics right bmi um it's not yeah. it's not no it's it's not on um, new but it wasn't that famous before um nikiman won the the oh, olympic uh this year but it was it, it was big but it wasn't as big it was only like the people that knew about it knew about it yeah, yeah. but there there isn't that much money in it there yeah it's it's very it's very new to other people mm. isaiah i didn't tell you uh when we met but uh i grew up with bmx and when i saw your videos like when you first told me you were like uh, in the olympics i thought you were talking about uh formula one and not bmx yeah. and then i saw your videos yeah. and, and i was like, oh he's he was talking about bmx and i literally grew up with yeah. bmx i have my bmx right here like literally next to me My oh my, my little God. BMX and I grew up like freestyling, urban riding my BMX and it it was always like my big passion. And when I saw your videos, I was like, oh, he does BMX for the Olympics, and that's so fucking fascinating. I never really yeah. saw like heard anyone do that. And again, like you said, the sport uh was, didn't have that big of an image outside. It was the people that knew. And uh, I think now, yeah, it's growing and people are like knowing a bit more. Because even when I was in yeah. Amsterdam, I saw a track. I don't remember where. I thought, I actually think it was in Hilversum. So it was probably the track that you have trained. Probably or... uh, Bustum or uh, um, Narden, I think. Uh, yeah, so Not... it, in Hilversum, we don't have any. Okay. But, we have But one... it was close by, like in the yeah, peripheral have... area. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. so it's probably Narden because Narden Busan yeah. is like very close by. So it's probably there. Yeah, and, yeah. And so yeah, that really fascinated me, like that sport as a whole. And then I checked videos on, on the Olympics because of you, of how like it was uh, all yeah, about it. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, uh, I really want to talk about it. But first, let's talk about your country, Curacao. Like, yeah. how how is everything? Like, how are the laws? Since it's like a Dutch colony, you told me that you guys learned mm -hmm. both Dutch and you learned the other language, which is uh papiamento papiamento right yeah yeah papiamento <laughs> yeah, yes and papiamento is a yeah. mix of all languages basically right it's like yeah a, it's a it's a english it's a mix dutch. of spanish english <laughs> dutch uh portuguese even portuguese also, right? uh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a mixture of a lot of languages which is very nice but people people don't understand like if we speak papiamento they think we're we're probably speaking spanish but then they're like wait hold up that doesn't sound right you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so yeah no it's it's a it's a yeah i grew up with it so it's really easy for me but for someone to to learn it it's really really hard so so, so is it a school? language that you speak with your parents or yeah, yeah um yeah my mom my mom is from amsterdam but um we just speak papimento at home she tries to speak dutch to mm. us but we're always speaking papimento like me and my little brother uh, we're always going back to papimento um or english my brother really likes english like he he doesn't like dutch that much he he can speak it because um you have to take it mm. um so he he knows dutch but he prefers english and that right now he's trying to go to 
an international school because of that because oh. he, also, he he wants to yeah go to an yeah. english school and he doesn't want to study here he wants to study in the states so yeah nice. so two different worlds you know? <laughs> exactly. and my little brother doesn't do anything he just sits all day behind his video game and, like, <laughs> playing, right? you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. i tried i tried to get him on the bike but um he was too scared you know and he may- said no when i'm bigger maybe he'll be in the next uh he'll he'll be the next face member you know face clan like yeah, the big yeah, gamers yeah, Who yeah. Knows? no he's 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 actually really freaking good so in you a, never know in what games well, what games yeah. does he normally play um right now he's playing like i think call of duty overwatch oh okay he's really cool. phase, yeah, yeah yeah get him yeah, to the us really, you know he, contact face banks <laughs> let's get him into the team <laughs> Yeah, me, me, and uh, me and him used to play uh, Fortnite together. We used to grind that game like <laughs> yeah. during the quarantine time because I didn't yeah. have anything that to was do. The like, game I didn't have to work, mm-hmm. bro. I was playing like twelve to fifteen hours a day, and I was just grinding Oops. for it. Like there was a team in uh, Curacao called Twigo, which is a clan. Um, I was gonna get recruited for them, but then I told them I'm moving to 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 Holland to continue with the bike, and I'm not gonna have time. So yeah my my gaming career was like kind of down the drain yeah. <laughs> either the bike or the console yeah yeah can't have both yeah, can't have exactly both. no no so so yeah, like i need since... to make some money too <laughs> exactly since like uh uh Curacao is a colony what does that like mean in terms of like uh laws and rights uh yeah I sure like also... uh do you have a dutch passport by the way or yeah that? i have a dutch passport which is really awesome you can you can uh, it's literally cool. gold you know okay so, yeah i think that's the main that's... thing like you being able to travel across europe without needing a visa i think that would be the yeah main yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah yeah since it's like a colony yeah, even even uh, going to the states with the dutch passport they're like okay this guy is serious you know oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i never have problems in uh, the u.s but uh Yeah, no, it's it's very very divided cultures. Um, everybody accepts each other. Of mm-hmm. course, there are that one percent that that kind of like the racism. And, sure. But Curacao is really really nice. Nice people. Um, it's not every not everything is nice because you do have people that that um, are bad guys and and they rob stores. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of sure, things. Yeah. But um, yeah, that happens on a daily basis, which is when you hear of it, you're like, oh shit, it's a nice island, but it's kind of scary to go there because things can happen, especially mm-hmm. to tourists. Um, so you, when you go to Curacao, you have to be cautious of your surroundings. And, and if you see someone like more than two, three times, you, you need to know that you have to notify the authorities because they might be following you. It's just oh. precautions, you know? Is it like a place that you need a tourist guide uh, or is it like still um, cool to walk around? Maybe no, no, no. you you can you yeah. can walk around individually but if you mm-hmm. have a tour guide it's nice because they know what to show you, you know. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So in yeah. that terms, I would 100%, yeah. So you just told us yeah, that if you, you don't know the island, sorry, sorry. No, no, yeah, no, no, if you no, don't no, know the yeah. island, you yeah. don't know where to go. So that's that's the only thing. Like if you if you need someone that knows the island to take you to the best places otherwise you spend a week there not doing anything just going to parties and that's it you know yeah because sure. i also think that like curacao uh like doesn't have on google like the places that you need to go it's like mostly locals only know about those places 
So yeah, uh, yeah, that would yeah, yeah. be like a tourist guide just to tell you, okay, let's eat in yeah. that restaurant because that restaurant has the actual traditional dishes and uh, that yeah. place is the best place to dive to like a reef that's like very unknown. The best beach. And yeah, yeah also yeah, like, the best beach yeah, without yeah. having like a tourist trap of like just getting money and anything. A hundred percent. Yeah, I can see that. So you just told us that you came from training. So tell yeah. us about like what your training routine is like uh how do you begin what do you do normally training and uh and yeah um so so five times a week i wake up at six in the morning i do some stretching i the first thing i do is actually drink some water like a liter of water because your body gets dehydrated so i just chug down a liter of water, <laughs> a liter of water like as soon down. as as soon as soon as i as soon as i wake up um and then i go to the shower I take the coldest shower that's possible right now because the temperature literally freezes you. But I take a cold shower to kind of wake up that I come upstairs right now. I do my stretches, which is like 30 minutes. Um, I'm very um, into meditating and shit. So I do my meditation. Nice, routine. nice. Yeah. And, and then around 7.30, um, I'm, I'm usually fasting. So I only have water in the morning. And then around 12, I start eating. Um, yeah, 7.30, I go to the gym. That takes about two hours. Then I go do my sprints and then it's probably like around 12. And then I come back home. I make my breakfast, which is every day, six eggs, oatmeal, every day. That's how I started breakfast oh. with my coffee. Yeah. Um, and then every hour I eat something. Either it's vegetables, either it's mm -hmm. uh, rice with beans. I, I have to keep eating, eating, eating. Yeah, I have yeah. to feed my body because I'm training so much. Um, when I don't, I literally cannot do anything. Like if I don't eat enough or if I don't drink my like five to six liters of water a day, I cannot function. You lose weight. And my body's so weight, used yeah. to it. And you lose yeah, a lot of my, weight, which my body is like so used to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's literally eating protein all day. <laughs> Bro, and, and, and I literally, protein. I saw your trainings and it's basically CrossFit. Yeah. It's what I do as well. Yeah. It's like hard training. It's, it's not gym. It's yeah. like actually like precise like trainings like uh, for those exact yeah. muscles and uh, yeah. training nonstop for uh, basically having like a, we call it routes. It's like you have these routes and yeah. you have yeah. like this sort of exercise that you have to do in like 15 minutes and you cannot yeah. stop. That's literally as well what I, I, what I do. It's, and, uh, yeah, it's literally do. insane. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The only man. thing is with, with me, I don't have, I don't do reps. Like I don't do like 12, 15 or something. I do like um maximum of six and i have i have to keep my 90 degrees and like depending on what the schedule says mm -hmm. i have to kind of do it so it's um joint friendly you know so i don't fuck up my knees or fuck up my my elbows sure. so i always yeah. have to make sure i'm doing what the schedule says because like sometimes i like to kind of do my own thing but then it doesn't work out so i always yeah, have yeah. to uh keep doing what i need to do yeah um yeah and because we're sprinters um a race is literally it takes about 30 to 40 seconds for a race to be over um in those 30 to 40 seconds anything could happen you're going 60 to 70 kilometers downhill and you're jumping Jeez. jumping jumping with eight guys so like if somebody just touches you midair you're, you're you're yeah, gone. you know mm -hmm. yeah and um i've seen i've seen it happen a lot like with world championship you could literally be the best and somebody literally fucks it up for you like 
he crashes or something and then you lose your title like that and you don't get anything which yeah. is which really sucks because you train you put in so much hours and then in a split second your whole race is over or your wasn't because of you yeah and it wasn't yeah. because of you it was because of the yeah. other guy yeah like you could be in shape you can be fit and something happens and it's not it's out of your control you know mm. so it's kind of i don't know i don't know why i do it i think it's because of the adrenaline that you get Bro, it's but, the passion um, it's your passion that's why you like literally the all yeah. those things like yeah, you're good at it bro yeah you you're good you're at like it, that so. fulfillment yeah yeah and yeah, uh, yeah i was literally in a hospital like two weeks ago because i crashed and passed out for like eight minutes um i woke up with the helicopter on top of me you passed out for eight minutes what yeah i was gone. that's so scary that's scary yeah let me let me see yeah tell us like oh. what happened like from the beginning yeah so thank god i had a helmet on this where i hit my head and i kind of hit the jaw right here so it kind of it was kind of like a punch so oh like, yeah, yeah yeah it was like knocked out yeah so wait, like yeah. so i have this helmet I have this helmet, which is a full face, and then you have like those those type of helmets. But I don't trust that. I only use the <laughs> yeah. just like the, the normal helmets that like yeah. people use, like in fucking Portugal, to go just around yeah, the city. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I yeah, like it. if you if you fall on your face, your pretty face is gone, you know. And I need this face to work because it's I used to model, Yeah, you, you need so, your marketing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, the sponsorships exactly. and everything. <laughs> 100 exactly. that's, that's literally how i get my sponsorships <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so so tell us like what happened like how you crashed like uh during that day okay so it was kind of my fault because i knew my bike wasn't 100% but i decided to kind of let it fly you know so i went down the hill and i felt like it was like just going in nothing right like the first time And because you're sprinting, your body is forward. So I went sure. again. And the second time I went, I jumped. And as I was jumping, I tried to pedal. And my bike just kind just of got, went into nothing. Was, was it and breaking? I of, yeah. Like I oh, literally shit. kind of ran on my front wheel and came into the next jump with my face. So it was like... Oh. How fast you were? Um, I think downhill, I was going 60, 65. <laughs> Yeah, because it was the first it was the first straight stuff so like you're going pretty pretty fast like you're hitting your speed. head with 60 kilometers per hour um yeah. without anything protecting you just a helmet you're dead it's insane <laughs> yeah no, yeah yeah it's a tough sport yeah, you, no, you, yeah you need yeah. endurance you need courage that's also like you're always jumping you need that courage jesus yeah can imagine you know, like like in uh, in curacao in the, in the us the tracks are a lot different um so when i came here it was kind of a struggle like my first month was like kind of i was scared like i used i usually i'm never scared but because all the all the jumps here are like kind of pointy like they kind of throw you up instead mm -hmm. of you doing everything and they kind of shoot you up i was kind of like i had a mental blockage of like oh fuck i'm gonna die you know so <laughs> yeah, I yeah kind yeah. of when i came When I came here, I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. It's gonna be easy." But it's been a struggle. It's, it's still a struggle. It's going good. It's going way better. Um, but it's still, it's still really hard to, to like get used to them. So I'm gonna go to Curacao, reset kind of my mind, do like crazy shit, and then come back and then kind of crush it because February the first uh, race is in Portugal. Which is the first oh, World Cup? What? Wait, wait! In Portugal? So, do you know where in Portugal? Yeah. Is it in, in Lisbon? Um, let me check. Let me check. Yeah, in Lisbon. 
Yes, oh, it's a shit. Bro, wait, wait. Yes. When oh, you gotta happening? you gotta show up, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will. <laughs> it's a, yeah, tell it's me a when. 20, 26, 27, I think. It's on a weekend. Let me check. So but, of, uh, um, December this year. No, 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 uh, February. Oh. That's the oh. first uh oh, first okay. race. February, okay, February. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Oh, I will fucking go to you. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, let me check. We even had those strikes uh, in Lisbon. Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's okay. it's gonna be two World Cups, the first two World Cups of the year. So nice. That's gonna be my first first race in the Europe, which is gonna be freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it like stunts for you, stuff. bro. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, how's competition in the Netherlands compared to Curaçao? Like, yeah, oh. like if you compare the race of, like, uh, here in South America oh, no. and then going to Europe, where is the oh, most difficult track? Or Europe, everybody, even, like, in Europe. even the best, best in, uh, in, like, the United States, like, the best professionals, they only go to this track in Papendal, which is kind of uh, a U.S., a Europe kind of track. So they kind of did both of both worlds so it's kind of fair for the people that come from the u.s so not everything is like pointy but when there are races in different tracks the people from the u.s don't even come here like that's how hard it is like Fuck. it's 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 really challenging like if you if you if you're not used to it you cannot ride here mm-hmm. but, but yeah even the best the best have struggles yeah. so but but maybe that's also good because at least you have like competition and you feel like uh, exactly like there's a challenge Instead of just being easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. In Curious, I always used to run number one, number one, number one. I went to the States. Um, after my crash, I crashed. And I stayed out for like two and a half years, three years. And then I came back and I was like, okay, you know what? This was this is what I love to do. So I'm just going to train again. So I trained for eight months, went to a world champion in uh, Houston and won first place. That's when I decided to bump up to pro. Um, that went good. Um, yeah, no, um, well, since then I've been training, but it was always number one in Curacao, Curacao, Curacao. <laughs> so it was getting boring and repetitive. And I was like, you know what? I need something new. And then yeah, yeah. the U.S. team came to Curacao in January. I trained with them. I was like, okay, now I see what the next level of is. this sport is, yeah, you know, next step like is- seeing it on a screen. Yeah. Seeing it on a screen is like, oh, I can do that. You know, it's easy. But when I rode with them, it was like, oh shit. They're actually fucking good. Yeah. So I decided I have to move right now. Like there is no other way, you know. And they told me, they told me, come to come to Europe. It's the best change you'll ever make. And I've been here for five months, and honestly, it is that it has been a challenge, but I'm loving it. So yeah, you're enjoying. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Holy shit! And like, like the biggest differences that you see between like Curacao and. Uh, like the Netherlands as a whole, like, do you see like that many since it's like a colony? Uh, I bet obviously like the, the landscape is different, but like in terms of the people, like how different are they from each other, from like the people from Curaçao and the Dutch people from uh, the actual Netherlands? Like what are like the biggest differences that you see and the things that you miss most about Curaçao? Honestly, missing missing Curaçao right now, I don't miss it at all. Like, I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. I'm loving Shit. Europe a lot. Okay. Even yeah. though, like, I would like to go to the beach once sure. a week or yeah, something. Yeah, that was <laughs> but, my biggest thing um, about fucking Netherlands is that I'm also, I also live next to the ocean 
and uh, I just need that like sand, you know. I I need that view. Yeah. I need ba- and and I also surf, so I need waves. Oh, you surf you know? too? Oh, it's the fav- my favorite thing ever. And uh, and yeah, like in Europe, there's actually a few places that you can surf. Like there is Portugal, there's north of Spain, okay, like the south of uh, France, like south France. Uh, west, and uh, Norway and Norway, like there's basically that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, when I was in Croatia, I thought, okay, maybe there's waves in here, but uh, they told me, no, you're never going to find waves, never, never, because it's a sea, it's not the ocean, and you need like to have the yeah. ocean to be able to actually see. Yeah. And also the ocean there is different than South America. Uh, I don't know if Isaiah have the, have the same feeling like when you go into Curacao and you go there in the ocean, you feel like different, like the water or I don't know. like the, I, I have not been in the uh, ocean here. Never, never been it. there. Oh, okay. I don't trust so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> totally different, bro. It's totally different. Like going to the water if in I, here and then going in South America. If I can't see the bottom, I am not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's well, a point. You, you would love Croatia because Croatia is all clear, but I hate it because instead of sand, it's pebbles. It's like, pebbles, yeah. yeah it's little so rocks. Like, yeah, like, like the small rocks. <laughs> and uh, for me, I just need sand. Like, like I need that thin sand, like uh, yeah. like it, the Caribbean sand. It's just, yeah, that's like my only way to go. But um, but like yeah. you, you never went to the um, to the ocean in the, the Netherlands, like to the beach area I've, i've i've been to the beach but i've okay. never swam oh. so i've walked along the beach but i was like okay. i cannot i cannot do this you know and, and never like yeah. into the canals you never tried to go into the canals oh um uh-huh. me and my friend uh, uh with the bmx we jumped two weeks back we jumped into a canal which was freezing cold <laughs> what wait wait you jumped with the bmx into the canal no 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 no, oh, no. Okay, we, okay. we just we just went there okay, with okay. the with the um ove uh bikes yeah and they just jumped in <laughs> and tried to see who will stay in the longest oh, i won God. but um yeah. <laughs> that shit is cold it's fucking freezing if you compare uh, oh yeah, yeah that shit is cold because it, it's so weird like because it's like it was burning yeah like the water is sweet it's not even salt uh salty and uh i so i lived in vase Yeah. I think you know Vesp, like uh, like really next to Amsterdam. So you have Vesp, and then yeah. you have like yeah. almost Nachtenbussen right next to it. Yeah, and really. The canals there are super super clean. So I was like, okay, I mean, I'm here during the summer, so I'll just try. I went, and it was so weird, like the texture, like everything, like the bottom was super like dirty. Uh, but you yeah. know, it it's what I had, and I had to make a yeah. like make yeah. use of it. So, yeah, it was not a pleasant. Yeah, it was not a pleasant activity but at least it, it was refreshing i i can say sure all about it bro <laughs> like yeah. uh imagine for me like a brazilian guy living there in poland for me it was horrible bro i was missing yeah. the sea i was missing everything and i actually went to the sea there there in poland but it was it was kind of weird it wasn't the same feeling like uh, i don't know if you you never been to the beach there is it but but if you go to the beach there in europe and then uh you just directly go to your country And jump jump in the sea. You're gonna see right after immediately the different. And yeah, 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 no, for it's, sure. It's totally totally different. Yeah. Now when I when I get to Curacao, the day I get there, I'm literally going straight <laughs> to the beach. I'm gonna get for some sure. sun. Yeah, no, for sure. That was literally the training. first thing. Yeah, that was literally the first thing I yeah. did when I came back to Portugal was go to the ocean. I literally just uh, I arrived with my plane, 
I went to grab my dad's car because my car was in my home and it was far away. And then I went straight to the to the beach and it was like the best feeling ever. Like it's yeah. so different, like having the ocean in the sea. And Curacao, you can go on jet skis. Um, you can go on jet skis all day and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sunset there is like really, really cool. And uh, my my uncle has a jet ski and a boat. So usually Sundays, Saturdays are days we go on a boat and jet skis or we go tubing. We, we do a lot of fun stuff on the on the waters, which that that is the only thing I kind of miss. But um, with everything I've gained here, as in like experience, I'm not missing anything right now. You know, I lived there for my whole life and I'm only here for like five months. So this is a nice change for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. And do you, do you feel like uh, as an athlete, more well treated there in Europe than in Curacao? How is it? Oh, and no 100%. Way, yeah. Like here, here, everybody's trying to push me to to get better and uh, to join the different teams. Um, and in Curacao, it was kind of, yeah, um, we want you to do this, but they never like help sure. you, you know? Like mm-hmm. in Curacao, I paid for my own things. My trip to uh, Houston, example, um, they, they told me they're going to pay through government because it's like, you're going for Curacao. And then uh, in the end, I had to pay everything myself. Oh, and fun. yeah, no, the kind of, the sport was kind of dying because of, because of that like they weren't paying attention to it and the track was like not kind of not how it needed to be in shape for you to be able to ride on high levels on it Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so um it was either um i was gonna stop with bmx which was not an option or i would have to move here or in the u.s but because i have a dutch passport and my aunt lives here and i know people here i decided to come to europe instead which Mm -hmm. I'm very, very happy with the decision. Mm-hmm. Cool as is. And, and how was, like, growing up there in Curacao, how was your childhood? How, how did it look like? Because we we always wondering, how how is the life there in Caribbean and, and, and kind of stuff? I know, like, Curacao is not Caribbean, like, it's South America. But how is to grow up in this exactly region, like, in Iceland? Um, I think, I think I really, the thing... I like the most about Curacao is how small it was and you can get everywhere you want, like in within 30 minutes or mm-hmm. from one point to the other point. Um, for, for us, 30 minutes was really long. When you hear 30 minutes as a kid in the car, you're like, you know, <laughs> you don't want to go. Yeah. Um, but, but here like 30 minutes, I, I literally traveled like two hours from uh, Eindhoven to come here, you know, to come back. Um, and it's normal for me right now. I sit on my laptop. I work on my laptop, do the things I need to plan in my day. But in Curso, it was very, very different because everything you're in Curso, you're always late because of traffic, because <laughs> like there you, you're 30 minutes late and it's normal. Like you get to, to the, to your job and they're like, ah, he's late again. You know, <laughs> in Europe, you're late once and they, they chop your head off. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. They fuck you up Nothing. and Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> They they give you a warning and everything, and I was like, whoa, you know? <laughs> especially yeah. especially like, the Netherlands, like German Germany, the Netherlands, like Belgium, they're very strict on schedule. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and yeah, like it's, it's like crazy. Portugal is like you said, Portugal, Spain, uh, south basically south of Europe is very like chill. Like you get late to the job, but you say, oh, there was traffic because we mostly yeah. use cars, we don't use public transportation that much. But when you go up north. Man, let me tell you, 
public transportation everywhere. Nobody uses a car. Like uh, everything's yeah. on schedule. Like people, when you just like are on the date, very well. like if you're late two minutes, <laughs> the girls already, oh, where were you? Like, blah, blah, blah. like everyone's like on schedule. Like those people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm curious how even the buses are like late sometimes. Here it is because because you never know what's gonna happen. It's always like there's always like you can go you can go like this way and this way. There's only two streets, you know. So wait, are, can you guys still see me? Yeah, no, no, not too. Oh. We can listen. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. So because I'm get, I'm receiving a call right now, which is kind of no, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But always, everybody's late. Public transportation is late. So, um, growing up there, it was very nice. It was very like, how do you say? Uh, for a kid, it's very nice to live on an island. Mm. You get to go to the beach. Um, warm weather. Um, you always can go outside. It's almost never raining, so um, nature is very nice. Um, people are nice. Um, since I was a little kid, I knew I didn't want to like literally dedicate my life to school. Like I always tried to kind of skip school. Mm -hmm. um, and in Curacao, it's not that strict. Like if you're sick, you're sick. And in, in yeah. the Netherlands, if you're sick. They kind of come check if you're actually sick. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. In Curacao, I used to always pretend like I'm sick. Like my mom doesn't know, so my mom is not supposed to see this um, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I always used to pretend like I had like belly aches, and um, I went to doctors, and um, he couldn't find anything. But of course, I was just lying. Uh, but I never really enjoyed going to school, and I always just wanted to kind of be free and and do my own thing. Um, but my parents made me finish school and I'm kind of glad they did because otherwise I wouldn't have. Um, but growing up, yeah, I, I always wanted to do something and I, I did basketball. I did, uh, I did soccer. I did, uh, tennis. I did, I did a lot of sports altogether. Nice. Like every day I would do a different sport because I just wanted to be active and be busy. Mm -hmm. But, um, Yeah, then I found BMX when I was like eight years old. Uh, a kid did like a presentation on it. And I was like, whoa, BMX? I've never heard of that, you know? And then she kind of explained what it was. And she was like, yeah, so there's training on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, I'm going. I'm going Saturday. I had like a, just a normal street bike. I went with that bike i sucked at bmx but i loved it i loved like just just thinking i was going fast enough i was like i need i need to keep doing this so i kind of dropped like all sports and i just started going at bmx going at bmx and it wasn't like a natural talent or anything um because i sucked at it for like a few years like four or five years i wasn't getting anything but for me it was just like i, I enjoyed every second of it mm. And then I got a break and then I started winning and winning and winning. And that's when I knew that I could go to a higher level. So I started competing um, in Aruba, in, uh, in Colombia, in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, it kind of set me up for like to see what the different, different tracks are because in Curacao yeah. we only had one or two tracks. So you don't have that much that you can practice on. Um, in Europe, we have literally like, I think everywhere you turn, there's another track, you know, yeah, so yeah. you can keep improving, improving. So it's kind of like yeah, golf, but in a way, if you always golf in the same course, you know what to do. But when you're presented with another golf course, you're like, oh, now I need strategy. 
to do sure. to play this course because I don't know how it's going to be. So I need to think about it. It's kind of like you need to think about uh, before you jump, like if you're going to land it, if you're going to fall, like those things you need to think about. So if you only do the same track, you already know what to do. But when, when you're presented with another one, you're like, oh shit, I may like, that's, I may fall That's the struggle hard. here. Yeah, yeah, I may the fall struggle, very hard. That's the struggle here, yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing yeah, is, in terms of you could see where you're going in Europe, you're literally kind of coming against a wall. So all you see is a wall and then you just shoot up, which is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, you have to yeah. pray. You have to pray it's going to land. It's, it's literally, and you cannot, you cannot overthink. You cannot like kind of go like this because that's when you crash. You need to always be relaxed on your bike, and you always need to be centered and balanced because you're flying through the air to get to the other side. And if you don't, you're literally, yeah, you know. But mm -hmm. yeah, gr growing up, I was just always on my bike, always, always on my bike, and because curious how. Um, it's kind of dangerous to be on a bike. Like if you want to go somewhere, um, it's kind of dangerous with the cars because there isn't like a, a part for bikes to, oh, to yeah, bike yeah. on. It's oh, kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of dangerous. And my mom never wanted me to go on the streets, but I kept doing it. And and eventually she was like, okay, I got hit by a car like three times in Curacao, like literally hit <laughs> like, like bad, like really really bad i've had my whole body opened i needed to stay in the hospital for like three Jeez, four man. days because i couldn't sleep without medication like it's really uh, crazy if i if i had pictures right now i could show oh you my god bro was, I, i'll tell you something bad. portugal is the same shit and the first time i was run over by uh with a bike i was in amsterdam i was riding my bike literally minding my own business with my ear pods you know following the lane a guy you know like though um when the person has to go on the turn right but he has to pass the bike lane like this guy yeah, yeah. put his blinkers on and then he looked at me and he thought he had time to go still and uh the thing is that i ride very fast so he didn't think about yeah. that so he still went and i didn't have time to stop so he hit me right oh. on me like i rolled on the floor and uh bro like when it happened Uh, I didn't feel the pain because I had like, you know, the adrenaline, I went up, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. the guy actually, the guy was awesome. Like the guy got, got out of the car. He's like, the car was like completely broken in the front. And uh, he said, Oh, do you need help? Uh, what? Uh, I'm so sorry. I, I wasn't looking properly. Do you need, um, uh, do you need to call an ambulance? Like do you need my number? He gave me like all his details. He put, helped me put yeah. the bike on. I was actually just going to work. It was like in the morning. I think it was like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. And, uh, and it was very cool, but I didn't feel pain, which I found it was weird because I, I literally went to the floor. Like I rolled, I, I like went hard. But then the next morning I was like, fuck, what the hell is happening to my body? The next morning I felt everything. Like my side was all purple. Like I couldn't almost like uh, get up. And, uh, and yeah, like getting run over is, is like... It is painful, and it's like it's, it's not like something to joke around. And uh, my fall was actually like the car was going like maybe 20 uh kilometers an hour, he was like very slow. So I can only imagine, imagine if he was faster, yeah, yeah he was fast, so, like, yeah, he would have like killed me. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of know yeah, how that yeah, feels. that's but yours, I yeah. presume, was much worse. Like, yours, I presume, yeah, <laughs> no, I was I was going full speed, and this car literally jumped in front of me, like. Yeah, and he drove off. By the way, like, oh, oh fuck, really? Him. What? He drove off. Fuck. He drove off. They never caught him. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh my yeah. god, I hate it run. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was insane. a cop. Yeah, the yeah, there was a cop, and the cop kind of stopped to check on me first, and then he kind of went after him, but it was too late already. God. And because there are like many, many streets, um, it's always like blocks, blocks, blocks. Like it's mm-hmm. not like one big block. Um, you could literally go anywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. It, they they didn't find him i think they never found him because i never heard anything anymore um i had to fix my bike myself i had to fix everything myself fix your body so, by the way yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your body. my body <laughs> my body like the first thing i did was to yeah. check my bike out and then i kind of went back oh, on the oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry to hear like, all about the situation yeah yeah no it's crazy. but how, how was it like going to to the amsterdam it's, it's a kind of heaven paradise for you when you see all those bikes and how bikes work there everybody's using bikes there how was it how, how was your first impression you know i've been here on uh on holidays i've been here a few okay. times um <laughs> because i've traveled with my my ex-girlfriend um her dad is like an ambassador of netherlands okay. So they move around. So I traveled with them on like worldwide. Like we traveled in a lot of places and they kind of brought me here. Um, I saw the bikes and I was like, whoa. But at that time I wasn't, I wasn't doing BMX. It was like in the two year, two and a half year period that I wasn't uh, riding oh. because I needed to finish my school. And um, sure, sure. I was working to make some money because I was 18 and I needed to make some money because I didn't want to be dependent on my mom anymore. Um, even though she didn't she didn't mind like she didn't make me but i was working um yeah i was working a few jobs uh like at starbucks i worked at starbucks which was really nice i would still want to work there just mm-hmm. for fun um because it was really nice um so yeah I, i i was here and i saw all the bikes and i saw people and then i was like i kind of miss bmx we went to a track to kind of see how the people ride here and that's when I knew I needed to get back into the sport. So I went to Curacao and first thing I did was start working harder. I worked for a year to buy a bike because I didn't have any sponsors because I was just starting again. Um, and a bike cost me like 7,000 uh, guilders, which is like around 4,000 euros, 4,000. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, something lot like that. So it was a lot of money. So that was a year worth of like working. And then that money literally went like, this in a bike yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a bike you just, just see your work times your yeah. schedule in a bike <laughs> yeah the second yeah, i literally up. had to hand the like the envelope over I was like, <laughs> you gave it all in money in cash that is insane yeah that's, that's that's when they know you worked for it that's when they know you worked for it sure yeah or they just yeah. imagine that you're kind of you know the rich um, rich dude yeah. from from arabia yeah, because <laughs> everybody shake. thinks that <laughs> everybody thought i was rich there because i'm white and and yeah no people think i was actually rich What? which i wasn't <laughs> but um yeah so i i went to the bank and i had to withdraw the money and the lady was like how much do you want to withdraw i was like all of it all of it <laughs> all of it i don't even need one cent just give me all of it she, Fuck she the was bank. like she was like what do you need it for i was like 
I need a bike. And she was like, but do you need all of it because then we have to close down your account because you don't have any money in it. I was like, all of it. <laughs> don't you understand? Oh my so God. literally I bought the bike and I had like five guilders left. And I need I like five guilders, literally two euros, you know? <laughs> so after that I got the job, insane. I needed to start working even harder because I wanted, yeah, I wanted to go to the world championship in Houston. Mm-hmm. And that was another like four thousand, another another six months of working, just like. <laughs> but it was all for for yeah, it was all for a good cause. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Any any major like be in this place that you are right now? Yeah, you know, all that exactly. hard work paid off, one hundred percent. Yeah. So when you were working, you were doing mostly Starbucks, like being a barista. Um, yeah. So I I worked for uh, Starbucks for a year. And then I got this job offer as a pastry chef, which I never, I never used to be in pastry. I never did anything, but this, this guy approached me at Starbucks. He used to make cheesecake for Starbucks. Oh. And he was like, um, I know this Starbucks is closing down, which was one of the um, Starbucks in Curacao, which was closing down for some reason. Um, do you want a job? I was like, sure. How much do you pay? And then he was like, um, I pay a little bit more than Starbucks, but um, it's like 12 hours of work every day. I was like, shit. Oh, yeah, it's you know? a lot. But I, when, I, when I went home and I kind of counted all the money I would get at the end of the month, I was like, okay, I'm doing this. So it was me waking up at five there, like 4.30, doing my morning routine that I still do right now. Um, going to the gym from six to seven, from seven to eight, I would have to be at work. And then I would work from eight to five. And then go to the track at night. So it was a routine and I didn't get enough sleep, um, which kind of made me sick after a few months of doing it because I was only getting like five hours, four hours of sleep every day. Um, So my body was slowly like, you know, going down. And I kind of came to this barrier where I couldn't improve in anything I was doing, not even mentally. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then I kind of went to a doctor, we talked, and then they were like, take a break, stop working, literally take two weeks break and then get back, you know? So I did that and that was a relief. And that's when I realized that working that much wasn't healthy for me. So I quit my job, which made him pissed, the guy that hired me pissed. Oh, really? So we had beef. Yeah. Fuck. Like, what? But like, like he, he didn't like understood why? like yeah like he knew he knew that i had a dream but his dream was for for his company to like grow um but he took me to miami we went to miami with the culinary team i think i told you about that i went to miami oh yeah um, with the culinary team yeah yeah. exactly exactly. um i only trained like five days for that and that was without sleep um literally training 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 because i've never done something that advanced so in five days i had to literally get ready for the biggest competition of my life at that time. Um, so we went to Miami. I did win. I won bronze because I didn't finish on time, whatever, <laughs> you know, I did my best. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a good experience. I, I kind of got sick on the plane going to Miami because I didn't sleep and I was on energy drinks. Um, and they kind of had to do like emergency evacuation. It was I've been to hospitals so many times. It's, it's really crazy. Uh, yeah. Emergency yeah, evacuation but, on the plane. Uh, yeah. So bro, we had to we had to land. Yeah, we had to literally land at uh, the nearest airport in order for the ambulance 
to get there and get me to the hospital because I was having seizures. So don't drink caffeine. Don't drink caffeine when you're not sleeping. That shit is really yeah, you, bad. Oh my god, shit! I, I had no yeah. idea. Wow, that you could. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was crazy. It was really, really crazy. But I've been to a hospital so many times in Curacao. It's literally they see me walk in and they're like, "Mr. Engelhardt, you're here again." <laughs> Oh, bro it, it, it's hard like uh how's your feeling now when you look back for everything all this struggle that you had and now you're a pro you're focused on doing your you know routine as an athlete how is it how how, how do you say like uh yeah everything pays off uh, i'm doing really good and and yeah how, how how's this feeling like this freedom feeling that you're only a pro now you're only working with your bike when let's say You know, you know, uh, coming back to BMX kind of, um, kind of changed my mindset with everything because I saw that hard work and like dedication kind of, it's not like a short period thing. Like you have to do it for a long enough period to be able to see results. It's the same thing with going to the gym. You can't go to the gym tomorrow and, and yeah, sure. like have biceps the next day, you know? So it's a process. And uh, through those processes, I've seen that hard work always leads to success, which I've kind of implemented into my life, into my things I believe. And um, even in my meditation, that it's something that brings me peace, that, that helps me clarify my mind. Uh, so I kind of know that, all these little things I'm doing is bringing me to like the final result that I want, but I'm not focusing on the final result. I'm focusing on every step, you know, yeah, that small, goals, every day. small goals are super important. Yeah. yeah. It brings yeah. like that serotonin and dopamine that we need, you know, that boost of happiness. If we only yeah. set up like big goals, when you don't really fulfill them, it's like, it's kind of depressing and sad. If we like exactly. build up these small little goals, we get that again, serotonin, that dopamine, It really gives us yeah. that fulfillment. Yeah, if you don't if you don't see where you're going, you you eventually stop. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's demotivating if you don't see like what you're doing. Kind mm -hmm. of is working. So I always I always every every night or every yeah other day I try to make a certain goal for the week. I try to finish those. I don't make it too big because I know I won't be able to finish it. So yeah. finishing the small ones kind of sets you up for the next week to finish the bigger, bigger ones, you know? Mm -hmm. True. So I've been, I've been very, very positive uh, for the last two, three years, uh, spiritually and everything. Um, and it's been working. It's been working. Yeah. It's been working magic. Congrats, I believe in uh, manifesting and everything I've manifested so far has come come true so i just it's believe true, it's, true. I, it's the universe bro yeah Everything the thing with manifesting yeah like it, it brings positivity like when you manifest you really yeah. believe in it and like when you really believe in it you're like just like doing it for the actual thing yeah, and again exactly. like you talked about meditation and yoga like those things are super important that people don't really think about it we need to relax our minds because we're always working and getting information and working but then we need that time to again like think about it You know, that's again with running. Running also helps with like those thoughts. Uh, yoga helps me a lot with like, again, those thoughts of like relaxing also my muscles because of CrossFit. Uh, and again, meditation as well. Uh, those are just like sure. three things that people like should really do. Uh, like yeah. even though you're a doctor, even though you're a lawyer, like whatever you do, you should do like 
running yoga or meditation or like like the tree and yeah, bro your there's there's, there's your like mental health the, might be in the first place always like mm-hmm. exactly uh, exactly you're, as an athlete like you you might be using a lot of your body and kind of stuff but your your mind ha- has to be on you know on time like has to be working well you, you gotta be healthy as is your mind exactly like um when i moved here um i got a job offer as a um, chef a pastry chef again hmm. um which was really nice i was offered by um my coach that was in uh, miami uh, he lives here he has his own uh, castle um like a hotel castle <laughs> so he kind of asked me to work for him and the first thing i told him like he picked me up in the car and he wanted to show me around and i was like the first thing i told him was my goals and what i want to accomplish and he was like yeah no for sure like we can talk about it we can kind of like you can work for us but you can still work for yourself and do the things you love you know and for me it was really good it was an opportunity to make a lot of money as a chef because chefs like to get well paid here so i was like okay a lot of money equals like more freedom you know that was kind of what i thought it would be but as i was working two months so it was like to uh, august and um september i was like working and working and working but I was not training. I was not doing anything. And um, I told him, I told him, I cannot keep working 12 to 13 hours for you. And he was like, no, we're going to fix it. And it would be like this for, for two, three weeks. And then it would go on. And my salary was nice. I'm not going to lie. Like I was happy with it. But um, after the first month, I was starting to get like kind of depressed because I, I wasn't seeing any progress and why I'm here because all I'm doing is working. Um, so I decided to quit and he was like, no, you can't quit, blah, blah, blah. You have a contract. And I was smart enough from my past job that I knew if I sign a contract, I'm kind of, I have to um, do what the contract says, you know, mm-hmm. like in, in Europe, you have rules. So you kind of, you're obliged to do the things the contract says. So I didn't sign a contract. I gave them back oh. my contract, which was empty, but they didn't check. Oh, so shit. He was like, you finessed them. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> so, Holy so shit. he was he was like you have to do what your contract says um you have to work for us for six months i was like no i don't what contract and he went he opened he opened the drawer kind of pulled out the papers and he went like this contract boom, on the table literally in front of me and i was like what contract he opened it and it was inside and, and i literally Dude, so i literally funny. I literally, like, in a movie, I took off my, my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <I was> Drop <laughs> off your mic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was, oh, I was like, literally, like, thank you for the opportunity, but this is not working for me. Mm. And since then, two, two months, two and a half months ago, I have not been to work. With the salary that I got from the first two months, I've been literally living now yeah (laughs) that's literally what i do in the summer i just bag a lot of like pocket money and then like uh, use it like to sustain myself that's how i was like in croatia and in uh amsterdam because my internship uh my boss paid me but you know it was just like not that much money and that's why i also got into the working in festivals that we work together uh but like the money that i did in the previous summer was enough to sustain myself in croatia and in Amsterdam, you know, so that was like, yeah, 
it's a good solution you know it, it is a good yeah. solution but um yeah right now right now i'm gonna see if i can work for like guys before um to like kind of do deliveries because mm -hmm. it's it is on a bike so i'm staying active staying like moving yeah yeah sure um and i get to see more of europe so for me that would be like the ideal part-time job so i already applied and everything and they they are kind of like doing the final things so when i come back from tourist i'm going to start working for them which nice. is like a part-time job but i could still earn some income yeah because you have to pay for insurance you have to pay for train you have to pay for everything here bro i can imagine and also so like maintaining the bite uh Maintaining the the bike, even you told us like you got a flat coming here. A flat in Amsterdam is so expensive to get that fixed. Like yeah. super expensive. Yeah. Like, like in here in Portugal, you go like um, get like an inner tube. I don't know if your bike has inner tubes or if it's just like uh, a whole like uh, the wheel that you fill in. Oh, tubeless? No, 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 no. I have I have inner tubes. Okay, okay. You have inner tubes, and in Amsterdam, I don't trust. Super I don't trust it. Really? So I don't you trust don't... without tubes. Tubeless, but th they told me like it's easier to not get a flat tubeless because like the yeah. the wheel like heals itself or something yeah yeah, uh, yeah something like that but i don't trust it I don't, <laughs> don't. it's like a car like, basically yeah it's like a car yeah, yeah oh I, i just don't don't trust it like i could put tubeless on my new not my new bikes but i was like mm -mm, i'm putting tubes in there you know? <laughs> old old school old school always You're right. yeah Oh my god. So my dears, we're coming to the end of our podcast already. Uh already? Example, like yeah, it's went super fucking fast. Yeah, it went super fast. There's so much to talk about. Like we yeah. can talk all night, you know. Literally, literally, literally. Let's just like talk one more thing since we were like again with the Olympics that I think our viewers really want about Japan. Because it told me a story that you weren't able to go to to Japan because of one thing. You remember that? Okay, so um, <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tokyo. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it's 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 kind of depressing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can't do anything about these things. Um, so with the corona happening and everything, um, um, if you if you got tested positive uh, for the two two weeks before that or something, you would you wouldn't be able to fly out, and like a lot of Dutch Dutch guys here had that um problem i wasn't able to go either which was really really depressing oh, like okay. you you work so hard and then everything dreaming just comes going. It, it wouldn't be your first olympics yeah yeah oh, okay. yeah i really wanted to experience it you know bro you're still young uh, paris is right there yeah the world yeah. will no, that's the world will be calm that's the next know, one to the normal and for yeah. sure you're gonna be there bro Yeah, no, I just, I just need to, to, um, I want to, I want to ride for Holland, but I do want to ride for my island too, because my island has never represented uh, into the Olympics. So what I'm going to do in Curacao is I'm going to talk to like the directors and see what we can do to kind of make that a possibility, because if we can make that a possibility, I will be riding for Curacao. And that's Olympics. amazing. Fuck. If, that's if amazing. in the Olympics, You win for Curacao. That's like you like fuck a small Story, island bro. in the Caribbean being able to win. That is insane. Like that is that like, is that is the goal. You know, like that's also fulfill that uh, like that's also fulfilling because you won, but also for your country, you know, for Curacao because it gets represented. Yeah. 
Yeah, you grew up that's there, bro. It's like representing everything, all your history, yeah, yeah. the history of your family, the history of your country, and might be, might be the best feelings of the world. You know, imagine getting a medal or or even participating, bro, in Olympics, representing yeah, your even, country. Even being able to represent even, yeah, your country sure. is 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 crazy. Getting getting there is like one step. You know, that's a that's a whole process. And like I said, with with this sport, anything could happen. You could crash. You could crash because of someone, and your Olympic is is over. Like a lot of people I know went to the Olympics um, and had a crash, or just wasn't able to ride anymore because of Corona, because they got tested positive, and that's just not me. Like there, there were I think more than like fifty athletes. Yeah, we're supposed to. Yeah, so it was it was really crazy. And um, yeah, you—it's things you cannot you cannot have control over. Predict, you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you just gotta suck it up. You gotta yeah. suck it up and just continue with the grind. Yeah, take the best of it and just yeah, yeah move on. Basically, exactly, exactly. Nice, nice. Sure. And you're definitely gonna be in Paris, bro, for sure. Keeping touch yeah, with you, nah. and you're definitely representing your country. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like it's all about you know throwing to the universe like we said yes exactly <laughs> yeah. manifesting manifesting 100 that's it so give give wants to do the last question that he does every single episode feel free buddy no worries so isaiah before we end uh our episode i always do a question uh which is like that uh let's say a more deep question and um the question is what is the thing that makes you be the most proud about being from curacao Like when you came to Amsterdam, when you went to Houston, what would be the thing that you told like Americans and Dutch people that uh, you were like, oh, I'm from Curaçao and I love being from here because of this? What, what would be it? The, I think that would be the culture we have there, the, the acceptance from everybody around you and um, just how how beautiful of a history we've had you know in the past with curacao what it was and how it kind of built up to what it is right now i think that's really awesome for people to know and to like a lot of people know aruba for example mm, but when sure. you say curacao they don't know they don't know what and it's like 30 minutes away you know so for me um yeah curacao it's just about the culture and and people and the beaches the nice beaches we have um yeah no i think i think it's the culture most of mm -hmm. most of all like the people there and um loving tourists like we really love it when tourists come there you know yeah, yeah. and bring image to the country 100 yeah exactly yeah. exactly when you see a lot of tourists it just makes me happy it's like oh they know we're here you know yeah. we're just like the lost island of curacao <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i awesome, love it yeah. amazing awesome isaiah thank you so much bro for accepting the invitation one more time thank you for sharing this amazing history of you uh i'm keeping terms for you already bro uh you're definitely going to represent your country in the next olympics paris is right there so yes, the olympic cycle now is three years so it's right there Uh, bro, uh, keep grinding. That's it. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any championships here in Brazil? Sorry, 
Do you have any championships here in Brazil? Like, I mean, no, races no, or no, 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 no. I didn't okay. see any, nothing on the calendar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, feel free. Like doors are open for you right here. Uh, I'm in Rio. So whenever you, you come by, doors are open. I got a place here for you. So, bro, I'll thank teach you so how much. to ride the BMX. Well. <laughs> oh, fuck. For sure. Let's do it. Downhilling for Rio. <laughs> Amazing. In Rio. <laughs> yes. Oh, there are nice tracks there in Brazil. My, sure. my, 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 I'll be looking for you now. I'm curious. <laughs> sure. like, Look up, uh, uh, I think you know him, uh, Renato Rezende. He's from Brazil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Renato Rezende. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very good, very good. And yeah, uh, like sure. thank you so much again. Like uh, I will text you when you come here in February, 100. If I'm still here, let's fucking go out in Lisbon. Let's party our asses off after yes, sure. that shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after I win, <laughs> yeah, after the competition for sure. You will bring that trophy <laughs> to the clubs, and we will flex that shit out. 100. <laughs> That's it. We'll, we'll get them the going. Like <laughs> We'll drink from the cup. Uh, Isaiah, uh, yes, thank you so much. Uh, and all listeners, thanks so much for keeping with us. And see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yes, sir.